Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner. College football season. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly. If you bet $1 or more on any college football game, so make sure you take advantage of this limited time offer now. You heard that right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Your favorite school's got a game. Why not win big? They win. You bet. You win. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code TBPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. For a limited time only, only at DraftKings. And reminder, you must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. You can see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Again, for a limited time only. $200 in free bets only at DraftKings. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. It is 9.14 p.m. on Wednesday, August 11th, 2021. We are about nine and a half weeks out from NBA basketball being officially back, but over the last several days, we've been treated to some great summer league classics. Got to see Max Struess. Hit a walk-off three for the Heat in double overtime. Why do you have walk-off threes in professional basketball? Well, to those that don't know, and I learned this today, if a summer league game is tied at the end of regulation, just like an NBA regular season and playoff game, it goes to overtime. But instead of playing a jillion overtimes, as teams have done in the past, what they do is once overtime one ends, if you're still tied, they have this thing called sudden death. It's basically at the park where you're not playing win by two. It's 10-10. It's next basket wins. Go get yourself a hoop. Max Struess walked up, knocked it down. He had more than 30 on the day. Funny that it got him 30 points against the team. Desmond Bain's Grizzlies. Bain had dropped 30-plus in his last performance. So if the Grizzlies are playing in the summer league, you're going to have a guard dropping 30 and lighting up the court. It was fun. And so was the Cleveland Cavaliers win over the Orlando Magic. They're now 1-1 one one in preseason here to talk about preseason and much more. He's got his own podcast. He has a voice, you know, and he's starting to put together some very nice TikTok content. I myself, I'm not a TikTok user, but maybe this man can convince me otherwise. It's Mac Perry of the It's Cavalier podcast. Welcome as always. What's up? What's up, man? <laughs> you know, I had to get on TikTok just because I feel like it's such an untapped market in regards to podcasting. I'm still getting the hang of myself, but a lot to see, a lot to talk about in regards to Cavs Summer League. Very, very, very happy with uh, what I've seen so far with the guys. Yeah, no, definitely an untapped market. I'm excited to see your jersey collection as as the times continue. And Oh, I can't wait. Uh, man, I can't wait to see the random jerseys you've got just hidden in the back of your closet for the last 10 years saying, where am I going to wear this? I'm not hooping today. I'm not going to any games right now, but here we go. I'm excited. You're not going to see any previews today, folks, as you know, across the Cavs. We generally just stick to the audio. But anyway, Mac, the Cavs beat the Magic by 10 points tonight. And maybe, just maybe, 
We're not going to get an NBA title anytime soon. Maybe we'll get a summer league playoff appearance. Man, <laughs> Cavs 2021-22 summer league champs. <laughs> uh, but seriously, I, I have loved what I've seen, you know, out of just about everybody up and down this uh, summer league roster. I definitely think a playoff spot is definitely within reach. You know, I don't know about regular season contention this season, although I'm pulling for it, but definitely for the summer league, it's it's possible with the way these guys are playing. Man, no doubt about it. And obviously, the Cavs, Mac, had that 13-game losing streak last season. They had several uh, double-digit skids. But it's nice to see a win because, you know, for some teams like the Milwaukee Bucks, they just win today and then they win two days later and they do that not only in the regular season, but in the playoffs, like the Brooklyn Nets, who went 17-1. and one. If you take any 18-game stretch for the Cavs, their best run was, I believe, 9-9, nine and nine, which was to open up the year and maybe their best nine-game run sans LeBron since that six-game winning streak, which actually followed a six-game losing streak back in 13-14. Uh, I'm sure we all remember that one. I think we beat the Thunder jury in that run but still you know preseason or not it felt good for me to type Cavs win on on, on the twitter after a victory it's nice regardless of how what, what it feels style. like unfamiliar territory yeah because look when I mean, we tell it like it is I mean it would be nice if the Cavs were 82 and hour 72 and hour even 50 and 30 or 40 and 30 but we're not there yet and Jared Allen said I, I don't know who he said this to I it was I think uh, it was from clutch points uh, something about we're two or three years away from competing for the fifth seed. But Mac, I actually like that, uh, that description and that point from Allen, because let's keep it real. Boston, Philly, Miami, just off the bat, that's not counting Brooklyn or, uh, you know, Milwaukee. You got, I don't New York and the Knicks. You got the Knicks. You got the Hawks just went to the conference finals, Toronto. You got the magic who are young dogs and we'll Chicago. That's right. The Bulls got DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo Ball, plus the muscular man, Alex Caruso. I mean, there's just so much fun in the East to be had. And it stinks that there can't be like a third conference, like East versus West. How about that conference of just the young teams that we get one in the playoffs, right? Let's do like a play-in with Cleveland, Orlando, Detroit, and Houston. Like, let's, let's just move them to their own conference. <laughs> That's an interesting concept. Yeah, the, the bottom three lottery teams have to fight for a play-in. Yeah, because don't, don't you think that, I mean, this might be doing too much because we already have to have 20 out of 30 getting in. But wouldn't it be fun to see the top picks battling to try and face a juggernaut team for the first time in a meaningful game? I actually would love that type of concept. It kind of reminds me of maybe like a little college, you know, uh, team on a bubble trying to figure out a way in, but I definitely think it uh, it would warn Merritt. I mean, at least give Cavalier fans something to look forward to come the postseason. Man, but anyway, all right, let's let's keep it real. Let's talk about what actually happened. It was the Cavaliers 94, the Orlando Magic 84. We'll start with this, Mac. Who was your player of the game this evening? Today's player of the game for me would have to be none other than Evan Mobley. Now, Mobley, you know, 5 of 15 doesn't look great, and it looked like he took a lot of shots, but man, his vision is just off the charts. For him to come out just his second summer league appearance and lead the team in assists says a lot. 
you know, in my opinion, this, his vision is, it was highly touted really coming out of USC and we got to see it on full display. He, you know, he, he just appears to be able to do so many different things. He can defend in the post. He can de defend on the perimeter. He's switchable. He reminds me a lot of what Tristan Thompson can do in that regard, but he's more offensively gifted, obviously, than Tristan Thompson. He's out there posted up. Although, you know, I think that he can, he's probably going to get bodied by some of the NBA's more uh, premier talents at the four and five, especially guys who weigh a little bit more. But his, his game is just, he's just oozing potential. So he's my player of the game. You know, that's a great option. You know, the 5 of 15 is a little troubling, especially when you consider how many easy ones he missed early. But, you know, it's a summer league. This is his first time playing with these guys. And he's not going to play for J.J. Owl after the summer. You know, it's going to become, you know, J.B.'s responsibility to get them going. But, for sure, yeah. Seven pounds, three of them offensive, six assists. He had a nice block. Four fouls. You know, fouls don't really matter in preseason. If you're wondering, folks, you get 10 to foul out so if anyone fouls out of a preseason game it's clearly because they they're doing the hacker thing in the preseason game they're playing football they're playing football <laughs> at that point <laughs> they're playing football they're playing also soccer they're like they're just they're, they're putting their foot out and saying okay whatever but you know my player of the game just to switch it up you know i'm gonna say my man isaac okoro not as impressive a stat line he actually had less of everything except for points but six of nine, 15, five and three with a block and a steal. I say that because he had a poster. There were several occasions where, you know, he was the point guard today. Boy. He was yeah. the point guard in this game. And I think he's done a really nice job. We're going to get very little of this on a healthy regular season team with Rubio, Sexton, and Garland ahead of him. But Coral's only 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he's still low to the ground by NBA standards. He's fast. He was a great cutter. I saw him, I think, with a little over two minutes, take it into the heart of the D and lay in a tough one. And this is something that it's not a big deal for most guys, Mac, but we see Isaac Okoro getting to the basket and making layups against any real competition. I'm, we're encouraged because that's four to six extra points a game he might have missed out on last year because he couldn't finish in, in through contact and in traffic. The guy legitimately looks like he's put on like five, maybe ten extra pounds of muscle between – <laughs> just just this uh this past regular season ending in summer league i don't know i don't know what he's been doing but he definitely looked like he has bulked up and there's no way that this guy finishes under double digits in this next season no you know, I, I i got him somewhere around 15 16 points Ooh. A night. If he, oh well, we're talking most improved decoro out here oh man it's, if anybody has listened to my podcast recently you guys know how how high I am on this kid you they you have to understand that you know what Garland and Sexton bring to the table that's fine that's great but what Okoro is able to do as a cutter to me he's going to be putting up a couple extra points you know uh, I think Mobley if he's listed as a starter at the four you know obviously that's going to cut down on some of the opportunities that Okoro has but, man, with a, a, a steady three ball, if we're able to see that with consistency from Okoro, if we're able to see the cutting to the basket, if we're able to see him finish in traffic, like like we've seen so far throughout these first two games of Summer League, there's no reason why he can't average 15 to 16 tonight. No, I'm not totally against that. Now he had 15 tonight. The one thing for me with him is how many threes is he going to take? Because I'm looking at it. And there was games last year where he was lasered in. There was that one game against Phoenix where he did what Darius Garland did to the Spurs. 
it's not their job to fill it up with scoring, but they can certainly do it if they're called upon. And so I want to see more, you know, I want to see more threes because again, some nights he's on the money from deep and some nights it's just like, well, it's just one of those nights. So realistically speaking, Mac, uh, how many threes do you see a Coro taking a game and how many do you want him to be making a game to be comfortable with the attempts for the Cavs next season? Well, realistically, I see somewhere, I see like two. I see him attempting to just because of not being able to have the volume to do so. It's to me very similar to Colin Sexton's first season in the league. And when he, I don't want to say the first 60, maybe 50 to 60 games of year one for Sexton, he was kind of hesitant to take that three, uh, that three ball. Uh, for Okoro, I think the volume is not going to be there. So if I, for, for, for me, what I would like to see him do is take at least four to five a game. I just don't know if he'll be able to. I know the shot attempts will be there for Colin. I know he's going to be lighting it up. I know Darius is probably going to up his three-point uh, production. And, you know, we could see Jared Allen maybe pop out for <laughs> one to two threes a game. You never know. And we already know what Mobley can do from out there. He just has to clean up his – uh, he has to heighten his production. But for Okoro – I see four to five a game is where I'd like him to be comfortable at, but I don't think he gets any more than two to three. Yeah. And I'm fine with, I, with, with the five, even with the three, as long as he's hitting at least 1.1 roughly. So I'll give him, if he plays every game, about 91 makes for the year. Uh, now on Mobley, by the way, I tweeted something about him rushing things and I saw a tweet. I'm not going to at the user, but he said, he looking like Bennett with defense should have picked Scotty Barnes. Uh, it's, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I think you should add them. <laughs> Just okay, you should make at XZELA SMR. That's X Z E L A S M R. Username E M C hashtag all clee. That's all C L E. <laughs> I just you hear that, folks. You hear that. Tear this tear this man up. But no, all, all jokes aside. No, no that's that's, that's really no look, look, everyone has bad takes. By the way, I was high on Anthony Bennett until the season was over because I just wanted him to do something good. But were I mean, you high on him before they drafted? Did you see him at UNFV? No, I actually never heard of him. I, I, as you know, I probably watch maybe a total of thirty minutes worth of footage for an entire season pre-March Madness, if that. Unless I'm at a game, and the only school I usually go to games for is Holy Cross, which whether or not you know who they are, they're very, very mid to lower level. They, they do is have that a like guy. Uh, Indiana, like uh, South Bend. No, it's in uh, Worcester, Massachusetts. Ah, uh, okay. It's nice. They, I mean, obviously, they, they used to be a powerhouse. Tommy Heinsohn's one of many Celtic legends that went there. So they used to be great. It's just right now, it's one of those. I mean, fun fact I think I saw a game featuring Kevin Herter's little bro last year. So that was fun. But regardless, yeah, this guy at X Z E L A S M R. I'm not going to tweet back at you, so this might get no traction. Mac asked me to do it. You know, Gangster Rap made some people do it. Mac <laughs> made me do it. So, so that's that. But we'll see. I'm very excited about Evan Mobley. And two, about a guy who's no longer playing quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, but shooting threes for the Cavs, Mac. A guy named Matt Ryan. He wears number 37, seven times three divided by seven. I don't think I can actually get this to number two. So ignore the math. He wears 37. He made four threes in 11 minutes. He was a plus six. This guy might have a chance at a two-way contract. 
played at Vanderbilt and I believe finished his career at Chattanooga. Yeah, to do what he did in just 11 minutes of action, like you said, was uh, pretty good. Pretty good showing, going four of eight from the field, putting up 12 points. I, I really liked what I saw out of him. You know, he's going to have to continue that production if he's going to, you know, hunt for a roster spot. But I can't say anything bad about him at this point. You know, if he uh, <laughs> he develops into a football-type Matt Ryan, that uh, look out, Caps. Might have MVP on your hands. And what are your thoughts? He only got eight minutes tonight. He played more in the first game. This Chandler Vaudrin character <sighs> from Winthrop yeah. University. I don't, I don't know what to make of this guy. You know, they're not giving him too much time to really go out there and show what he can do. He only scored, what, two points tonight? Yeah. Just, uh, I, I have not seen enough to be able to really make it a, a clear-cut determination on whether or not the Cavs should offer him a roster spot. I like the move. I like the pickup. You know, it was savvy by Kobe, especially after they weren't able to trade, a, uh, trade back into rounds one or two to select anybody. But... Could just be a lost cause at this point unless they really give him some real run. Now, I'll tell you what, I have just about seen enough at this point of Broderick Thomas. Yep. Uh give give some of the minutes to Vaud uh Vaudrin. Yeah, he uh he do got... do a minute swap if you're gonna go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was gonna say uh, he got I'll... 25 minutes. I mean, it's funny. I tweeted give his roster spot to someone else, and then he actually made three shots in a row, so I deleted it. But uh, no, you did. You gotta, I did. That's what you gotta leave up. No, I, I deleted. Uh, look, look. I mean, my let's see. Just, just, just for fun's sake here, I have as of now. This will be subject to change once this podcast goes up as a tweet. Five thousand nine hundred forty-one tweets. I probably have put out over sixty-one fifty. I'd say there's two hundred things. For typo or just bad take or because I just didn't want to see it. The new Twitter rules make it less sus when you delete it because it doesn't just hang there and says this tweet has been deleted after a refresh like that old one. So I'm not going to get added by our pal Braden like I used to. He, he got me a couple times. But now I, I, I have a deleted tweet. You probably won't see it if you refresh. So it'll just say error. It's not because it's going to hang there. So it's better. Eh, it happens. I had one just like that the other day. I had uh, forgotten the game time <laughs> complete other day on uh, it was it was it was one of the TikToks, man. Completely oh, forgot it, oh to, you have to delete a TikTok tweet. Oh, you have to delete a TikTok. Oh, I had to delete. I had to delete all of my. It was on Instagram. It was on Twitter. It was on TikTok. Oh it was on all, man, I had to take, I, I take all of them down. But uh, no, man. I think Broderick. I think he would look better if they weren't experimenting with him at the point guard position they're not really when you look up and down this uh this summer league roster are they really playing a true point guard out there i mean do you consider trey scott or uh jalen hands uh, a true point guard jalen hands yes jalen hands i would say yes okay yeah so it to me if what you should do probably for game three is start jalen hands hand Broderick Tom, what hand, uh, what the, the type of minutes the hands got, which was about 15 a night to Vaudrin, and then put Broderick minute wise where you had Vaudrin before, so like the seven to eight minute range. Yeah, I'm good with that. A little bit more. He has played a lot. And also, by the way, our pal at Xzella has said, I hope I'm wrong, but he was five for 15 FG green sad face emoji. So I think it's, it's just one of those where it's like, yeah, let's put a hot take out there. 
So you, you've been vindicated five minutes after I called you out. So you're all good now. And on, on the note of uh, Jalen Hands, yeah, I, he, he's been solid. Uh, I, I didn't know much about him coming into Summer League. There's obviously a few games left. How much of the next two am I going to watch? Maybe not as much as the first two. I just wanted to make sure I, you know, we got a look at, at Mobley. You and I talked about this before. The Summer League thing is a new thing for the two of us. It's Cavs season. Sorry, I'm busy. I'm busy. I can't do this. Sorry, man. Can't go out. Nope, nope. Staying in. Now this is pre-COVID. Uh, and... You know, watching every game is probably going to be impossible this year, knowing that, you know, there's actually things to do again. But regardless, these first two games have been a blast. I think we've seen some great things. And I want to talk about one more player before we move on. Mac, uh, Trevon Blewett, who can become a great meme if he's a bad shooter, using Billy Madison yelling at Ernie on the phone when he called Miss Vaughn. You blew it! And that's literally his last name. 14 points on seven shots. He made four threes. He was a plus 18. What are your thoughts on him getting either a two-way or a potential roster spot from the Cavs for next season? Well, I'll tell you this. I like his chances a whole hell of a lot more than I like Baldrins. Well, really anybody else, you know, that, that's not currently signed by the Cavs. Maybe hands, maybe that's his biggest, you know, threat. I don't think, I don't think Ryan, uh, I think, He's got to show a little bit more before he contends. So for Blewett, he's been uh, he's been fairly productive these last two games. So if anybody has a shot to earn that two A, it's got to be him. I like his uh, his shooting motion. It to me, it's just smooth. And there were a couple occasions as well. Uh, sorry to get in there. He caught it with a defender nearby and still hit it pretty much immediately, not even thinking, just fired it up. Yeah, catch and shoot. He he definitely has that uh, that skill set. So that that's something that the Cavs are severely lacking right now. So they finished dead last in the season. I know that that comes with a bit of context. I know there was a lot of injuries that factored into the, the Cavs finishing that low, but they need shooting in the worst way. And blew it if he's able to uh, get a two way deal could possibly help. Yeah, no, I'd be very much okay with him coming in. And my, my bold pick for breakout Cavs was Trey Scott. He was minus three. He missed a three. He had a steal. He had an assist. 0 for 1, a 1 foul, minus three net rating. So shout out to me for uh, totally getting that wrong, you know. But we make, mis- we make mistakes and we move on. You know, it's what we do. It's, it's, it's how life is. You make a pick, you're right or you're wrong. It's never your last pick. You just move on. And you keep it moving. So last guy I want to talk about, because we haven't mentioned a ton of him on this podcast. We talked about him before the podcast. We talk about him in our group chat, our little mini group chat, whatever you want to call it. It might actually just be me and you talking on our multiple Twitter accounts in one chat room. But Lamar Stevens, who had 13 and seven, he had a block. His shot's been coming along. What do you project his role to be next season? Unfortunately, I do not project Lamar Stevens to start the year out in the rotation, at least to start the season. There are too many forwards ahead of him. If we're talking just position wise, he's a four. He can probably play some minutes at the three. He can probably, well, he can definitely line up in smaller lineups as a four, uh, but he's not going to begin the season in the rotation. Um, you know, like I was talking to you about before we pressed record, you got a starting lineup of Garland, Sexton, Okoro, either Love or Mobley and Allen, you would have to think that your bench unit would include Rubio, Osman, uh, Nance, Wade, and whoever the Cavs trot out at center. 
Now, it, it really just depends upon how deep JB wants to go in regards to rotation. Are you going to play 10 deep? Are you going to play 11 possibly? Who's that 11th guy? Are you going to give um, Fiannu Kavangeli some some run? Because to me, that's a guy who could uh, possibly roll it out there as a small ball five. I mean, it could, it could definitely eat some minutes at the at the five spot if the Cavs are unable to sign a true backup center. So that leaves a guy like Lamar Stevens just kind of blowing in the wind until he can hit a consistent three-pointer. I think he's got to get to at least, it doesn't have to be league average, but it has to be in the lower 30s on a consistent basis. And we already talked about, you know, the lack, the possible lack of volume for a guy like Isaac Coral. Just imagine when you get to that bench unit, there's, they're dying for shooting, obviously, but are they really going to put the ball in Steven's hands on catch and shoot opportunities like that? Especially, you know, when, when those opportunities are going to mean a lot, JB is probably going to have to stagger the rotations as it is. He's probably going to have to roll Sexton out there with some of the second unit guys from time to time. We could see Garland out there doing the same thing, but for Steven's, whose spot is he whose whose spot is he really going to be you know coming for is is it osmond uh i don't think so i think what jetty is able to bring to the table at least mirrors that of what uh stevens does we, we, you know we think of him as a little bit more defensively you know versus uh the, from a versatility standpoint stevens is probably better off in that regard but from an offensive standpoint jetty still is you know ahead of him and at least in my opinion well, you know that he's not bringing Nance off the court unless no. Nance is traded. That man led the league in steals and deflections for the first, what, two months? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was – before injury, to me, Larry Nance Jr. could have had a a uh, a calling for – and a real claim for all defense. Yep. You know, if, if he was able to carry those, those uh, statistics all season. So he's not going to be able to run Nance off the court. He's just too versatile. We know that, uh, you know, between Kevin Love and Evan Mobley, one of those two guys is going to be on the bench and they're going to get their minutes. If it's Love, we know Love is probably the best shooter off the bench for them. That Alas. They currently have. <laughs> What'd you say? Alas. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, other than that, I, I just don't know what you're going to do. They, they're obviously probably going to sign somebody. They're going to have to bring somebody in. I would love to see, uh, Isaiah Hardenstein back if he hasn't already been signed, but there is no way, there's no path to regular rotation minutes for this guy unless he can hit a three ball. Yeah, so Hardenstein is unsigned. Isak Bonga, who I'd mentioned is a possible uh, low-cost signing, just signed with the Raptors. He will not be coming to Cleveland. Congrats to him. I saw it on Real GM about... Uh, Has Denzel Valentine been signed yet? No, I know him and Josh Hart are still rumored as his names. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I know Josh Hart's more expensive and it will be a sign and trade. I don't know what we'd give up. If there's a way to include Kevin Love, but also get more, then that's cool. But regardless, regardless, there's two guys I can, there are three guys that are in the way. Although I, I understand what you're saying about Jetty Mac. However, let's also remember that there was a span of uh, five, six games where Jetty before he became the starting point guard and everyone got hurt. He was taking DNP CDs. So let's not act like Jetty is un, is basically unbenchable. <laughs> so he's not unbenchable. I like him, but he's were not unbenchable. Were they really better in that in that uh during that time frame though? Because to me, you know, what a lot of Jetty's inconsistency 
had a lot to do with him being constantly yanked from the rotation. Mm, I'll say this. He was very good when he came back in, but I'm just saying it's not out of the question, regardless of how he performed and how the team performed in the absence. You know, it, it can happen. And then there's two other guys. When Dean Wade's not making shots, he's just a floor spacer. We have other guys that can do that. So I think if Wade gets off to a bad start over the first few weeks, I could see him, you know, possibly, you know, on the bench and trying to have to earn it again. And the third guy we barely heard from in two years, he had two good games as Dylan Windler. You know, they did yeah. invest a first round pick on him. So I do see him getting some kind of minutes if he's healthy to open the year. Uh, the only issue I have with him is I don't know if it's confidence or just lack of ability. There's so he'll play 15 to 18 minutes and shoot the ball once. I don't get it. I know he has opportunities and it infuriates me when he's not even aiming at the rim because I think, yeah, I think JB's talked to him about that before. I think it is a confidence issue. I think you're right. And, you know, Michael Jordan and Michael Scott said, and Wayne Gretzky obviously said it best. He missed a hundred percent of the shots. He don't take. Yes. That's an office reference. I know who actually said the quote, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. Right. If you don't put the ball up, up, there's no chance of a put back or a tap out or anything happening because you just chose not to shoot when you had the look. So fire it up. You know, it, it applies to other things other than basketball. Shoot your shot, whatever it is. But we're talking about basketball where it originates. And yeah, shoot your shot, man. If he shoots and he hits some of them, he'll get more minutes. The team will be better. And maybe, just maybe, we can lift that bust label. Because let's just remember one thing. In his first two years in the NBA, Joel Embiid played zero games. So Dylan Windler still has more games played entering year three than a guy who's now the best big man in the Eastern Conference. So people forget he, that about Embiid too. Mm-hmm, I I didn't I wouldn't remember it if I wasn't just saying it right now. It's not something I think about because while he still gets hurt, he's on the court making an impact. And who goes from two years off to All Star caliber in your your darn debut? But anyway. It's those guys of those three, the most likely, the most least likely to be benched would be Jetty. Again, he's been here. I know it's it happened, but it's unlikely. So I would put Lamar over Wade if I had to do anything. I hate benching Wade based on his shooting ability and what he showed us last year. But if he can get an energy guy that has a game winning dunk in the NBA to the Eastern Conference runner up to his name, then heck, why not? Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm really pulling for Stevens. I've loved, I've enjoyed the uh, the progression that I've seen over these last uh, last couple of months for him, and I hope he continues to do so. The Cavs is really just on them to be able to continue to develop him, get him exactly what he needs in regards to development. So we'll see. Yeah, no, absolutely. Is there anything else, Matt, before we part ways and hit the end record button that you want to get on the airwaves for everybody to hear? Yes, yes. So the, the last guy that I wanted to give a shout out to, although he didn't have such a good second game, is Fiondu Kevangeli. The Cavs have yet to sign a true backup center. That, to me, is a clear indicator at least thus far of their confidence and possibly trotting him out there as just that the backup center at six foot nine, I believe listed at 250 pounds. Fiondu can get it done. You know, he's, he's got a very similar build to Tristan Thompson. I don't know if a lot of people realize that listed at damn near the same height, damn near same weight. And he does a lot of the same things in regards to rebounding. He's not quite the defender 
that Tristan uh, was in his Cleveland days, but he brings a lot to the table for a guy who's only still 22 years old, I believe, 22 or 23. Not exactly sure, but he's very raw offensively. You, you might see him take a three ball, you know, a three-point attempt every now and then. He's not going to hit many of those, but what he can do very well if given the opportunity is is be a rim roller. You know, that in between games one and two, I saw the guy uh, set screens and roll right to the rim, unsure of whether or not he was actually going to receive the ball, but nonetheless, you know, try and clear out the paint enough. And in game one, there was even a possession in which he did just that and cleared a wide open lane for Lamar Stevens uh, to, to hit a shot. So I think that that's going to have to be his bread and butter if he is able to secure a rotation spot. But for him, I'm hoping he's able to continue his uh, solid play throughout summer league. And if the Cavs don't end up signing a true backup center, I would like to see him out there, you know, as a, either a, a, a rotational small ball five or just, just to get some minutes at that position. I think uh, he, he's undersized, obviously, but I think he could bring a lot to the table if given the opportunity. I think if he stretches minute, if he stretches numbers out, his rebounding totals over 36 minutes, I think it's something like 8.6 rebounds. Uh, don't quote me on that, but he can be very effective used in small doses, and the Cavs are going to need and going to have to find talent like this because we've seen so far – how free agency has gone. Nobody wants to come to Cleveland, or at least that's what it seems like. So they're going to have to develop from within. So I guess that would be my uh, <laughs> my parting shot. Give Fiondu Cavangeli a shot. Yeah, I, maybe they'll give him six or seven shots a game. You know, But uh, I'll say this, he had one basket tonight on seven attempts. He got the ball 15 feet away at a smaller man. He spun, turned, got inside, and nailed a little hook shot. You know, he's got a nice outside touch. The fact that he's confident with it is great. The only reason I would want him to stay is so you can get Terrence Mann to Cleveland. They played together at FSU. They played <laughs> together for a year and a half in L.A. If you keep Fiondu, you're going to lure Terrence Mann, obviously, because that's just how spending. Of course, Terrence uh, Mann is playing for Tyrone Lue, who used to coach the Cavs. So you'll get an ex-Clippers assistant. You'll bring him to Cleveland. You'll get Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann and Isaac Okora will start next to each other. You'll bring... Uh, you'll, you'll have the smallest starting lineup in the world, but you'll win games because Terrence Mann scored 39 in a playoff game. So The new death lineup. Yeah, yeah, the new death, the new lineup. death lineup. Garland, Okoro, uh, and then you have oh, Garland, Sexton, Okoro, Mann, and Mobley. Forget it. I don't care what other line. I don't care about that. That would be a fun lineup. That would be a great lineup where you have two versatile defenders that are – that can score from time to time. Of course, you got Kevin Gelly hyping up Terrence Mann, so he's going to be twice as good. But anyway, that's that. Uh, we will be wrapping up at this moment. I appreciate everybody that tuned in to this edition of Across the Cast. If you're wondering, this was Season 7, Episode 7. Yes, this is 77. We are close to Lou Amundsen. Actually, no, wait. What number was Lou Amundsen in Cleveland? I should have had this ready. I got to check. Lou Amundsen. I should know this. Was it 77? No. Lou Amundsen in Cleveland. More number 89. Yeah, we're not exactly close to that. No season eight, episode nine. But when we get there, we'll call it the Lou Amundsen pod, and I'll try and get him on. Regardless, Mac, as always, it's been a pleasure, you know, making bad jokes, talking Cavs basketball, and getting hype about the future. Always.
Yeah, so for Mac Perry and who, the host of the It's Cavalier podcast, I am Zach Weiss. This has been Across the Cavs. We'll catch you all next time at a date to be determined later. To any Parks and Rec fan, that's for you. And on that note, shout out Matthew Delavadova, Olympic medalist. He's got a bronze. He has a bronze. Never say never, folks. Never say right, Mac. Never say never before I hit stop. Never say never. Right. He's a, right. He's a uh, <laughs> he's an Olympic champion. That's right. He's a bronze medalist, and he will get a gold someday. I don't know if it's gonna be in basketball or what. He'll get it. On that note, abiento, au revoir, and sign off.